overwhelmed, stressed out, too much on your plate, I get it. But you don't have to stay like that. And you don't have to feel like that again. Today, I'm sharing with you three ways to beat the overwhelm before it actually starts. And I pray these strategies today will change the way you look at decisions and actions in your life from here on out, because you, my friend, you do have a choice. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, Christian mentor and life coach. For the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all, I am so ready to spill this episode. I've been having some great walks with the Lord lately. No joke. I even said to a couple of my friends, I literally don't want to listen to anything. I don't know if I overdid it or if God just really wants this time for just he and I. But lately on my walks, I put in my one headphone and then just walk like nothing actually plays in that ear. But I still put in the one headphone just because that's how I'll take a phone call or Siri will conveniently read my text messages, but also because it's my own little personal focus cue. Sometimes I'll even do it at home, definitely in the coffee shop. One headphone in creates this zone for me, even if there's no sound coming through. But besides my own podcast and one other one this week, there was nothing. No music I wanted to listen to, no books I wanted to listen to, although I'm in the middle of two great audiobooks right now. And some days, no friends I even wanted to talk to. I just didn't feel like listening to anything, which ended up being amazing because, well, you know how sometimes a therapist or someone else may give you that advice, like it's good to be alone with just you and your own thoughts for a while? Well, I totally disagree, first of all. (laughs) However, time alone and quiet, I can get down with that. Because let's be honest, time alone and quiet, either I'm focused on complete rest or I'm focused on listening to God. If I'm sitting alone with my own thoughts, without God's perspective, without seeking his guidance, well, that does me absolutely no good. And I'll probably leave that quiet time in more of a frenzy than when I started. So I don't want to focus on my own thoughts. I do want to think about what I'm thinking about, but I want to do it in a way that puts God's perspective on top, you know? Anyway, so I've been spending a lot of time lately just with God, truly listening, listening to the birds and the water, but also listening for him to speak, letting the conversation flow in my mind and then confirming what lines up with his word. Here's the truth. If it doesn't line up with his word, he didn't say it, period. So let's get right into this because overwhelm is a thing. It's a real thing. And we often have moments or days or weeks of feeling overwhelmed. There's just so much going on, so much on our shoulders, so much pressure, too much on our plates. I know you know what I'm talking about, and maybe you're even completely in this right now. Today, I want to break down three ways that you can beat the overwhelm before it actually starts. Now, you may be thinking, um, Kayla, wouldn't it be better to give us three ways to get out of the overwhelm? Well, I actually asked the same question, literally out on a walk, in quiet, one headphone in. I was asking myself, as I was listening for the Lord, I was asking the same question, wouldn't it be more beneficial if I could give three ways to get out of the overwhelm? But the answer to that question came so clear in my thoughts, and it was in thoughts that I certainly didn't come up with, so credit to the Lord. But what came into my mind is, well, 
Sure, I could come up with ways to get out of overwhelm, strategies to get out of the overwhelm, and tools and tricks to calm down and live life with less stress. But that wouldn't get to the root of it. That wouldn't ensure that you don't just slip right back into the overwhelm again. So if I share with you why you're in the overwhelm in the first place and how to stop that before you get there, my prayer is that you'll recognize these situations in your own life and then can stop it before it starts. Put the kibosh on it. Nip it in the bud. You get the idea. You see, the basic standard of overwhelm is that your plate is too full. You've got too much on your plate. So I've got three like little checks for you to do. So remember, I'm not focusing on how to take things off your plate, how to delegate, how to let go. You'll get to go through those things and make decisions for yourself. I'm actually here today to help you figure out why your plate is always too full. So first, check your priorities. Sounds simple, right? Sounds almost pointless for me to say, right? Got it, Kayla. The problem is I've got too many priorities. I've got to handle them all. Hold on a second. Stay with me. Sometimes our problem is that our priorities are just a little bit out of whack. Now, I'll give you a little insight right here. Check out episode 32. (laughs) But the most incredible thing about prioritizing your day when I studied for that episode, the one thing that I will live by and never forget moving forward that I always teach others is this. Prioritize doesn't mean finished first. It means of highest importance. Oh, and that has been so life-changing for me. One of the examples I used in that episode was your health. When you prioritize your health, that doesn't necessarily mean you go to the gym first thing in the morning. But that workout is scheduled in and you have planned for it and won't miss it. It is a priority. When your finances are a priority, you focus on your bank account, your credit score, your due dates. It doesn't mean you wake up and as soon as you roll over, you log in to check your credit score and balance your accounts first thing in your day. Yet it is a priority. Sometimes we think everything that's important is a priority. And then we think everything that's a priority needs to be done right now. And then your plate is full and you're overwhelmed. And that's just not the truth of how things really are. You know what I think the biggest stealer of true priorities in our lives is? FOMO. The fear of missing out. I really think that. We don't want to miss an opportunity. We don't want to miss out on what someone else is doing. Some of us are so helpful and so giving that it's detrimental. We are always helping someone else to the point that we can't help ourselves now. Some people can never turn down a business opportunity. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you should turn things down. I'm simply asking you, encouraging you, even challenging you to check your priorities. I can't believe I haven't said this yet, but God does not desire for you to be overwhelmed. Let me make that very clear. God does not desire for you to be overwhelmed. Do you know how many verses you can find and hold on to when you're overwhelmed? It might even be more than when you're not overwhelmed. Because God knows how we are as people. He knows we live in this world. He knows the pressures, the temptations, the FOMO. He knows what happens to our priorities sometimes. I gotta believe that's part of the reason I can go to his word and always find comfort, find direction, find truth leading me back to him, telling me to submit, to let go, to lay it down, to give it to him. Here, I'll share a couple verses just in case you're actually in this situation right now. Please find comfort and guidance in these scriptures. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. Psalm 94, verse 19, When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. 
Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 and 4. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And one more, because it's Jesus speaking. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I mean, that's just one handful. But I would say it's pretty clear that our God is not a God who desires for us to be overwhelmed. Agree? Let me also make this really clear. God does want to be a priority in your life. Like, the priority. I'm just going to leave that right there for you to do with as you please. So truly, when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel like we have too much on our plate, we need to reverse engineer this. We need to go back and before we put too much on our plate, we need to check our priorities. Sometimes our priorities are actually not out of whack, but the focus of the priority is. Let me explain. Sometimes we simply are focused on the wrong piece of the priority. Y'all know my niece and nephew are like everything to me. During Christmas, they each had their own anti-K day. Liv and I went on a donut baking extravaganza with my friend who actually bakes healthy protein donuts for her business, followed by dinner at Chick-fil-A. Nix and I went to a jump place and had a day. And then dinner at Chick-fil-A is what he wanted to. They each had a whole day alone with me. Well, this last time I was there, I was not feeling a jump place, although Nixon kept asking for a K-Day. As a five-year-old, he got this concept. His focus was on a K-Day, not on a jump place and dinner out. You know what was truly his focus? Just something for just the two of us together. And you know what we did? We had a sleepover in the garage, just the two of us. See, my focus was off. I was feeling overwhelmed, having to do something big, some entire day of activity with my nephew. And my back was so sore and I was like, no jump places for sure. But all he wanted was a sleepover in the garage, just the two of us. Sometimes we even do this with God. It's no secret he desires to spend time with us. That is the true desire. Not that you sign up for three different Bible studies and read all these books and volunteer at every opportunity you have at church so that you're overwhelmed and your family begins to nearly resent the time you say you're spending with God. Okay, I know I stayed on that point for a long time, but it's real. Check your priorities. Moving on. Number two, before you get to the point of being overwhelmed and feeling like you've got too much on your plate, check your portion sizes. This right here. There are some days that I look at my to-do list and I am just crushing it. The other day I spent incredible time with God in the morning, journaled through that time, went for a walk with my pastor and friend, went to the gym, filled up the car with gas all before 10 a.m. Did I feel overwhelmed in that? No. And here's why I think that is. My time with God that morning wasn't quite as long as it often is. But it was so legit anyway. I usually go for a walk that's at least 10,000 steps. Our walk together, it only left me at 7,500. Then I went to the gym. I didn't really need much of a warm-up because of the big walk, and I just ended up doing a quick circuit, and so I was in and out in like 45 minutes. No overwhelm. Now, if I had scheduled that morning like this, one hour of Bible time with God, then a five to six mile walk with my friend, I would not have had time to get to the gym and back home to shower before lunch, especially if I think I need to spend two hours in the gym. Look at that day. I felt so accomplished, yet each task was shorter than it may be on any other day. In essence, my portions were smaller, but I got them all in. Let's talk about Thanksgiving, shall we? 
(laughs) I already covered priorities and how sometimes we are focused on the wrong thing, right? Now be honest, what's your focus when it comes to Thanksgiving? I was about to do like a little research and come up with percentages of what people really think about this, but I figured it was probably pretty high and we can probably all agree, so no research needed. Sure, Thanksgiving's about family, about being thankful, but you know darn well, your focus is also on that plate of food. You prepare to fill your plate and then some. Ahead of time, you prepare to overwhelm your stomach and your body. The serving spoons on Thanksgiving are not set up for portion control, right? So it's up to you. Discipline, self-control, self-love. I'm not saying not to indulge. I'm not saying not to eat everything that's offered on that day with your family. But do you have to have that portion size? Do you have to overload your plate? I just have to say this as a former health and fitness professional, you do know you can eat turkey and yams and green beans and banana pudding and stuffing and all the rest of the fixings. You do know that you could eat that on a random Tuesday in June, right? (laughs) Yeah, we tell ourselves that this is the only day of the year we can have this. So I got to go overboard. I got to get it all in. I got to fill my plate. How do you feel after that meal? Oh, best nap of the year, right? (laughs) But what is it in your life? that you've got your portions a little too big? Have you said you'll volunteer for the PTA events at your children's school, but now you're actually there every single week rather than the two weeks you said you would commit to? Did you build your new business to serve others and serve them well? You wanted 10 women in your program and now 24 have signed up and well, why would you say no? They're paying you to serve them. This is more than double what your goal was financially. Why say no? But now you're finding yourself exhausted? You're not having time for your family, your friends, yourself, God? It's time to check your portion sizes. So how can you actually stop the overwhelm before it gets started? Well, you can start with a smaller plate. I mean, this is actually a literal cue that a lot of people use when trying to control their food portions. Use a smaller plate. Why is it so hard to put this concept into practice in our minds and the other areas of our lives? In other areas, we're trying to balance huge platters and serving trays like we are servers in a restaurant just praying things don't topple over. No more. You weren't designed to carry all that. And since you have the image of a server carrying everyone's dinner to the table on a big tray, let me just say this. You weren't designed to carry everyone else's stuff for them. Now, let me share with you what the Word of God says. In Galatians chapter 6, verses 2 and 3, Paul teaches this, Share each other's burdens, and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you're too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. So I am supposed to carry other people's stuff. Well, yes, but with the full truth. See, verse 1 of Galatians chapter 6 says this, Dear brothers and sisters, if any believer is overcome by some sin— You who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. So yes, we are to carry one another's burdens, but that doesn't mean with no boundaries at all and not to the detriment of ourselves. One of my favorite scriptures is 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11. It says this, So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Encourage each other and build each other up. As believers, we are to bear one another's burdens, but we're also to build one another up, strengthen one another, not here, let me carry all your stuff for you, but here, let me come alongside you. Let me help you carry this as you keep training and building the muscle so that you can carry it alone and it's not a burden any longer. I hope I'm making this clear to y'all how it's appearing in my mind. When we find that our plate is always overflowing, we can combat that 
before it even happens by starting with a smaller plate or by being stronger and able to carry a bigger plate. Oh, and if you don't know, training, building strength, being able to carry a bigger plate with more on it, that takes time. So before you start feeling overwhelmed, before you start feeling like you've got too much on your plate, first, check your priorities. Second, check your portion sizes. And finally, number three, check your pride. Ooh, this one can hurt. Remember that server carrying the tray with everyone else's meals on it, walking so cautiously and confidently with that huge heavy tray above their head? I got it, I got it, I got it, until I don't got it. <laughs> Immediately, everyone asks, are you okay? Are you okay? To which the response is usually, I'm okay, I'm just embarrassed. That one extra plate, that one side dish stacked a little to the left, that one business opportunity, that one offer to let them stay with you for a month, that one commitment to the next six Saturdays, your usual only day off, now your plate, your tray, it's too full. And if one thing is off balance, the whole thing is about to topple. Here's really the thing that I learned this week as I was having a conversation with a friend and honestly, things came down to a health update for her. Her new instructions included rest, less stress, no coffee, limited this, limited that, switching off. But how? She has so much to do. God has big plans for her life. She carries a lot for others. It's honestly a gift that she has. But as I was encouraging her, I thought about this quote in a new way. You know the quote, God won't give you more than you can handle. Well, first of all, did you know that's not in the Bible? I mean, you could go to 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 and talk about temptation and that God will always give you a way of escape. But the more I thought about this super popular quote, the more I had to really look at myself and what this quote has really meant in my life. God won't give me more than I can handle. I feel like we use this quote when we are just going through something we want to come through or when we feel like we have way too much on our plate, we're overwhelmed. We throw out this quote as a hope for strength, as to somehow give us more strength to hang on, to not give up, to keep on keeping on, to keep doing it all. As I thought about it more deeply, I realized that I live in this world and I have free will. And although I can potentially agree with this quote that God won't give me more than I can handle... I think I have piled some things on my own plate without consulting him first. And now here I am trying to hang on by saying he won't give me more than I can handle, yet he didn't give me that extra scoop of macaroni and cheese that is pouring off the side of my plate and now it's on my plate so I feel like I have to carry it and I have to eat it. See, even when we trust God, even when we put all our trust in him, we still have to choose. We have to choose daily to follow him. We have to choose daily to submit and surrender. And I'll be really honest, there are some times I make choices that don't line up with his will. I just do. I miss the mark. And I'm so grateful that God is sovereign. God is gracious and loving and merciful. He will never leave me nor forsake me. He's always asking me to lay down burdens at his feet. He's there for me to pour it out. And if he so lovingly asks me to lay my burdens down... I have to believe those are burdens I have picked up along the way, not burdens he has given me. See, there really is a way to combat the overwhelm before it even becomes overwhelm. There are strategies, simple strategies we can do in our lives to eliminate stress, to rest, to obey, to follow God's leading, to live with more joy. And I truly believe it can start with these three points today. So before you add something else to your plate, maybe you need to do a quick three-point check. 
Check your priorities. Check your portion sizes. Check your pride. Some simple shifts can change everything for you. You don't have to walk around feeling overwhelmed. And you don't have to always say no to everything to protect your personal space from overwhelm. Oof. Y'all, that was for me personally. (laughs) That really was for me personally. You don't have to say no to everything to protect your own personal space from overwhelm. Just some simple shifts with the Lord's guidance. It's up to you. He's ready. He has more for you, but I have to believe he won't give you more than you can handle. So if your plate is already full, well, it's time to do some examining. If this is stuff that God put on your plate, or is this stuff that you have been piling up spoonful by spoonful? It's time to examine, and it's time to evaluate, and it's time to do it all with God. Thank you for joining me this week. Did you know that enrollment to the Bible Time Accelerator program is always open? You can sign up for my latest free masterclass at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com or head straight to the details to enroll. And let me just say, you may have been hearing about my newest 30-day program, Bible Journaling Bootcamp. This is an incredible program to get your relationship with God to another level by journaling through your time with Him. Women's lives are being transformed in these 30 days. You can enroll today or jump on the wait list for the next round. This program fills up fast, so come on in. I would love to serve you. Let's keep in touch. Find me over on Instagram at Kayla Praise. I'll see you next time.